Hey, what's good, people? This is Sean, Shoney Sean, and welcome to Fret Sisters Between Frets, a space where female musicians who play string instruments meet and discuss all things music. We have a great show for you today, and we have Samantha Hollins, also known as Ghetto Songberg, with us today. She's a singer, songwriter, guitarist. I think for me, is she just have like this light of energy it's got the positive energy from the sun and just comes right down but when she's on that stage she is full of life oh so ghetto starbird how are you doing today i am awesome sis how are you i am great like when my first time seeing you live was a few months ago at the black arts festival like i am amazed about your energy like I don't know how much energy you got. I wish I had your energy because if I be on that stage moving around all like that for one stone, I'll be all tired. I was like, hold up, hold up. <laughs> I'll be like, I'll be run up. But I wish I had your energy that you have. Like, I just want some of your energy. <laughs> so how, like, how do you get that name Ghetto Sternberg? I said Ghetto Sternberg. Like how um, that name come to you? Oh, wow. Way back in 2000, I was sitting in my room on 16th and Master in North Philadelphia. And I was doing a lot of talent shows at the time. And I was going under my government name. I'm like, I need something more that connects with what I'm doing as an artist. And I needed something that says more about my music, what my music was about at that time, which is very social conscious at that time. And it still is. Mm-hmm. I decided to... um name myself after this bird that used to sing out my window every morning I'm hearing this bird sing this beautiful music amidst all this crazy noise that goes on you know the soundtrack of the hood so when I heard that bird I connected to that bird because I realized that you know what amidst all that stuff that's going on out there beautiful things do come out of the ghetto and that's what I wanted to represent with the music wow I wish I have that that story that you have because I was originally born at che- I was originally born at Chester, okay. so it was so it was very crazy back then and it's crazy now <laughs> and I wish it's like yes I definitely can relate to that. Um, you you had some influences with like rock and roll like what makes rock and roll put your creativity in in high standards? You know with rock and roll, I guess um like gumbo a little bit of everything that my mom played on her record player when I was growing up I never sat down and said I'm going to do rock and roll when I picked up the guitar that's just what came out of it so for me my music Mm -hmm. is a combination of all music but it rocks more so that music came to me as influence um, from my heroes like Jimi Hendrix my mom played P-Funk a lot she played the Barquets she played Doors. I heard Black Sabbath. I heard a little bit of everything that you can imagine. Because back when she was growing up, you heard everything played on the same station. There was no R&B station or rock station. You would hear R&B song, and next come up is the rock and roll song. So that's how she played her music, and that's what I became. Wow. Like, like I, I, I feel the spirit right now. I feel it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you say you've been like gigging and you've been performing a lot and you actually had like tours um touring around the world like what was your most memorable moment when you were on stage wow hmm 
There's so many. If I can humble myself and go back to the beginnings, my a memorable moment would be the moment that I stepped on stage for one of my first times and I was shy. I was so scared. I didn't know anybody. I stood up there with my guitar that I was just learning how to play by ear. And I started playing my song. Mm-hmm. And I just like, please let me get through this. Didn't barely stare at anyone in the audience. And after I did that show, I'll never forget this brother by the name of Kays came up to me. He was like, you are the female prince, but this is what you have to do in order to connect with your audience. And he gave me a list of things that I needed to do, like look at my audience, talk to my audience, connect with my audience, sing to my audience, play for my audience. Don't just stand there to myself and play. And after that, I said, you know what? I'll never go on stage and just play songs. I'm going to be those songs. I'm going to perform those songs. So to me, that's a memorable moment because it's not about the glitz and glam and all that stuff that goes on. It's about those people that help you to get along the way. So I give that shout out to Brother Case. I'm about to take that page out of your book (laughs) because I really needed that. Because sometimes I get nervous myself on the stage and usually it might be natural for me but I get nervous especially like being on stage and I'm about to speak out to my original music to the audience I was like I keep thinking myself what if they don't like all that stuff and I was so nervous about it now I'm not anymore so probably I would definitely will take that page out of your playbook and I would do that in my future future performances because I was so nervous and the elders know best when the (laughs) elders come up to you there is no argument about it just shut up and listen and see what I can get from this (laughs) sometimes it's hard to take that criticism but I'm glad that I did yeah so let's talk about your music Um, the first song that I ever heard from you and I think you said it was like it's probably like it's the old song was Sirens mm. and that was one of my and that was one of my favorite songs wow. from you so far and and then on the songs that you was performing when I saw you live was um and your songs are very catchy like um mother sucker blood <laughs> sucker <Yeah. laughs> I was I was in here listening to it I was like oh my god like and lipstick heels and a blind one that's oh, also yeah. my favorite too because I do be, yes I yes I've been paying attention okay because that's I might, you know, I might learn I might have learned your songs in case you probably put me up stage or something I got people picking okay. that lipstick heel and a bottle of wine okay I got my bottle of wine next to me right oh, now that? and I got my lip <laughs> I ain't got no heels I'm just chilling right now at home but I got I'm on my lipstick and the wine on yeah. deck so <laughs> but I really love your music like how creatively like how what like came you came up with these songs like what was your inspiration I draw from the moment like Lipstick Hills and a Bottle of Wine um that came from discovering who I am or was at the time going from Mm -hmm. a young lady into a woman and I was connecting with that as I grew as an artist because when I first started off like I told you, I was shy. I mean, I still am shy. The introvert, quiet to myself. But when I get on stage, it's a different story. So I wanted to use metaphors to kind of explain that growth as a woman and connecting with my womanhood with that particular song. Mother Sucker, Blood Sucker, that's a different story. That's all the industry stuff that I went through. It's basically saying that all these people kind of want a piece of you, but you're trying to maintain your sanity as you grow in the industry. 
yeah there's like finally i get to understand the behind those songs like third what like also third eye from the um wow third what is that you know when i first wrote that song i had no idea what that was about that's one of those songs that you know was gift from the universe you didn't even write that it was just given to you but the more i performed it i realized what it was about it was connecting with the ancestors and the ancestors been guiding me along this journey from the beginning up to now and i probably will continue so because without them i don't know where i would be in this industry because so much goes down that oh my goodness especially for a woman oh it's it's a lot so you have to have that grounding whatever you call your grounding moment that's what it is and that song that's what it is my grounding moment amidst all that I do when I'm journeying upon the industry as far as tours or interviews recording whatever it is I need that grounding song yes everybody needs a a song to keep you grounded and everything like that yeah so you are a very busy woman (laughs) like you not only a musician you also a wife you also a mother like how do you as a me as a mom like how do you balance all that and actually still worked on your grind like how did you balance all that I gotta be honest I didn't know at the beginning how to balance all that I called myself quitting music and then I said oh, I'm gonna do it again then I quit then I'm gonna do it again I felt like I didn't know how to go about it because I wanted things to be the way that it was. But when I realized that it'll never be the way that it was, I had to accept what it was now and call it my new normal. And from there, it's the balancing act, just involving them. So it's not a thing where, oh my goodness, they're in the way. No, they're a part of it. So now I can teach them and they know that they have to respect the mic, they have to respect the stage, they have to respect the um, rehearsal time because they understand how it works and what it takes to um, be an artist because now they're grooming themselves and we're grooming them as the artists that they want to be because we never put it on them. They chose, hey, I want to sing, I want to play this, I want to dance, whatever it is they want to do. So now they understand by going through their own rehearsals that this is something that mommy and daddy take serious. It's not a game, it's not a hobby. So we work together as a team. My husband is like a co-manager. He's my roadie. He plays drums. He does every all the extra stuff that I need done. So it has to be. It has well, to you also work. And we have a little village. We don't have yeah. a big village because we don't have a lot of babysitters. That's time we have to take the children to the show with us. But with the small village that we do yeah. have, we appreciate them very much because it's a lot of work. Yeah, it is. It's very. It's a lot of work. I'm still trying to deal with that. Me being a single mom, and I had two kids, and they come with me in rehearsals all the time. And there's times when I have performances that's like, oh, okay, it's family friendly. I yeah. can take my kids, but there are times when they can't go to every event that I had to go to because some you have to be at least 21 years or older, and then you also have like private kids that they private kids that they can't really get into. So yes, I really take that very yeah. seriously. We need like a co-op please, where we, I we need a co-op where we can get together and help each other out. Yeah, most definitely. Do you have like thinking about any like if you want to collaborate with any artist or any musician that comes to mind, like who will it be and why? Hmm. 
unfortunately everybody I would want to collaborate with is no longer here so I'm going to take a different route with that I love meeting <laughs> and connecting with new people people that I don't know I don't do the whole click thing I don't do the whole in a circle thing I always try to be outside the box so actually I am working with a group from Botswana called Recara we met mm-hmm. on um, social media we've been connecting for about a year or two so we actually decided to put a tour together i'm going to go over there and they're going to come over here we're going to host each other's in each other's homeland and that to me is the ultimate collaboration because i don't know them they don't know me but music brought us together and we're going to do some things that we have no that's like unknown really all we know is where i'm going and where they're going they're coming here and we're going there but we have no idea how that's going to turn out and to me that is the pleasure of collaborating connecting with new people because you know famous yes. people they have there they can collaborate with anybody so i want to create magic with new people yeah but that led me to the next question about like your new tour can you just tell everybody what how um this new tour your theme and any information you want to like talk a little bit behind the scenes about your um, upcoming yes, tour? I've been rocking since the late 90s. So I've been out here for a long time. And it's always been a thing where there's really no place for black women in rock. You got to create your own lane. So after yes. I've been here and done here with a lot of things. At this point in my career, I want to do something different and new. I want to connect with the diaspora, the African diaspora, because we're all over the place rocking out and people have no idea that it's there. When I found out there's a scene in um Nigeria, Botswana, Angola, um, all over um Africa as well as in Europe and here, I said, How can I bring us all together and bridge that connection? And, you know, financially, that's hard to actually do. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to step out on faith and do a tour. Do I really have the budget? No. But I'm going to connect with our supporters and see if we can bring it all together. So what I'm doing is called the Culture Rock Exchange Tour. It's like a um, culture exchange, but only with the music in it. So what they're going to do is come to America and we're going to put them on a tour with us and we're going to go to Botswana and they're going to put us on a tour with them, Rakara that is. And we're just going to see where it goes from there. And I'm also connecting with a sister, Issa, in um, London. And we're doing the same thing over there. So I'm just going with the flow to see where all this takes me because I want to do something for the culture now. And hope, and I'm, yeah. along the way, we're going to be um, documenting it. So it's going to eventually become a documentary. And we're doing an exhibition on top of that at the African-American Museum in Philadelphia on June the 7th. So that's what we're doing. Wow. And I can't wait. I really want to go and take a look at this. Because Ricardo is going to be there as well with us. Wow. Yes. Yes. Much love on that. Um, Do you have any tips or an advice for any aspiring female musicians that want to pursue in music. So if you have any like advice or tips to give to them. Go with your intuition because that's the one thing that we have that's in us is so powerful. Go with your intuition. Don't follow trends and don't follow the industry standards of what you think you should do because things are constantly changing and turning. You don't have to do what everybody else consider the thing to do to get ahead because 
those things might get you ahead at the moment but what we're trying to do is leave a legacy we're not trying to leave a moment mm -hmm. we want a legacy so take your time and build your legacy the best way you know how and find your own voice there's no need trying to copy someone else and do what someone else is doing because as women we have that deep intuition as even just mothers as women as um sisters supporting each other and we have all these different voices why not showcase that and show the world that because we're coming up as far as um playing guitar we've been silenced for a long time it's starting to come to the forefront and there's so much that we're saying with our guitars and i'm loving it right now do not stop that magic yes. do not stop that energy by doing trends and whatever it is they say that you need to do to get ahead Sister Rosetta Thorpe didn't do that. She did what she was supposed to do as an artist, and her legacy is here for us forever. Man, you see her preaching the word. I'm like, oof. Um, so on this new tour, are you are you gonna bring out any new music from you during the during this upcoming tour, or as a mother, or are you just gonna um a chance to sit down and actually go over what I'm doing. When I sit down and rehearse it with the guys, that's when everything kind of pulls together. So as of now, I'm not thinking of new music because actually I have a whole catalog of music that started from the late 90s up to now that I have not recorded. So it's time for me to start recording that and just showing that to the world as I travel even more because at this point, I don't think that I have any new music to speak on right now, but in rehearsal, it could come about. I mean, that's how my Enchanting Rock Goddess song came on the last tour. I had no idea that song was going to come and it changed the whole course of the tour. Yeah, I really love that song. My my personal Thank favorite. You. Like I'm really at, I just see that's why I learned all these songs because I yes I am wow. a big fan. Yeah, I am a big fan, and it's hard for me to find female musicians in my area because I was like I'm sitting here trying to search. I'm searching. I'm searching, and then I saw you on Instagram and Facebook, and then I heard some of your songs and your music on your last um, radio interview and I was like so like oh my god she lives around here and then like and then we had that gig up in the Black Arts Festival and I was like oh my god I have nothing to do I'm Thank gonna go you there so much. Thank you. <laughs> yeah and then when I got a chance to meet you and your lovely family and it was like oh my god like I was like a little speechless because you came up and I was like almost like had no words because I was so Aww. excited to meet you like finally excited like, to meet we finally you got a chance yeah. to meet really <laughs> like I was so I was like I'm just like a you know just a typical person that has a voice a guitar and a, and a dream and just doing videos in my bedroom well, I, I've been <laughs> following you for a while too so the feeling is mutual oh my goodness oh oh god I'm like I'm getting a blush <laughs> right now <laughs> So can you tell any of our listeners um, where to uh, find you in social media or anything like that? I am on ReverbNation.com. That's where you can find my music and my story. I call it my herstory because, again, a lot of people do not realize that I've been doing this for a long time since the late 90s all the way up to now. I've never stopped. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram. You can probably even find my old stuff on MySpace. But I'm everywhere. I'm on Twitter too. <laughs> yeah, I was like, did everybody still got MySpace? I actually did still have MySpace, but I don't know my password I never anymore. It, so I'm sure it's archived somewhere if anybody wants to look it up. Black Planet, all of those spaces. I've been around on social media. Oh my well, so there you have it, ladies and gents. I would like to thank 
Ghetto Stallberg for joining with us today. And make sure you follow her on Instagram, Facebook, and to see any upcoming updates of events. So you can check her out live because my experience seeing her live is, let's just say, electrifying. It's electrifying because I like when you come out on stage with the full of energy and life, you give all your energy and you give it to the people and that people feed off that energy and I feel so let's just say refreshed from your from your performance like I feel that and make sure you um follow us on our Instagram Fret Sisters and like our page on Fret Sisters 1 until then thank you for joining Fret Sisters Between Frets I'm Sean Shawnee Sean Marshall and thank you for listening bye Hey everybody, this is Jenny Jen from Fret Sisters, reminding you to hit that follow button up on top and follow us on social media at Fret Sisters on IG and at Fret Sisters on Facebook. We got a lot of good interviews and topics coming up. So do that. Peace. <laughs>